This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. amazed that he healed a crippled guy why does that surprise you it shouldn't it shouldn't listen it should not shock you when God moves in your life it should not surprise you when the Lord does the miraculous in your circumstances man you should be expecting it that's who he is and that's what Peter's pointing out but he goes further doesn't he he says and you shouldn't be looking at us that way either you know better than that God has promised to do incredible things in and through us, just as He has since the beginning of the world. In today's message, Pastor Robert reiterates this promise to us and challenges us to not be shocked when God actually does what He says He will do. God will move mightily. We can expect that from Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. of people who exploit the name of Christ for personal gain quite often. Boy, you see it on television. You see it in the bookstores. People who appropriate the name of Christ for their own benefit. And if you send them a few bucks, they say they'll pray for you. You know, And there have been a few actually that have been called on that and, and busted for fraud because the authorities found out, the news media pointed out that they weren't praying for anybody. The money was going straight in the bank, and the envelope and the prayer request was going in the garbage. One of those frauds lives in Miami Beach and is still on television. God will deal with that, but we need to not be gullible. We need to not fall victim to it. We need to recognize anytime someone presents themselves to you as being super spiritual, I have the gift. And if you'll send me your donation, your seed faith offering, I'll send you my specially anointed prayer handkerchief. And you can sleep with that under your pillow and it'll heal all your infirmities in the name of Jesus. No. Look at what Peter says. This is the apostle Peter, guys. Look at him. Look at what he says. When Peter saw it, when he saw their amazement, when he saw the commotion, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? What's he saying to them? Men of Israel. Oh, that's a key thing. These were not just any group of people. For thousands of years, they'd been entrusted with the testimony of the living God. They'd had his presence with them. He had led them. Through the wilderness, their forefathers, you know, 40 years, the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, 
manna every morning, supernatural food from heaven. He parted the Red Sea, parted the Jordan River, the walls of Jericho came falling down. So many miracles, you're hard-pressed to even remember them all. So many things that he did, just defying the natural laws, showing himself mighty on their behalf. He says, you're men of Israel. You know there's a God who is sovereign in the affairs of men. He has revealed himself to you specifically that through you, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Why are you amazed that he healed a crippled guy? Why does that surprise you? It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Listen, it should not shock you when God moves in your life. It should not surprise you when the Lord does the miraculous in your circumstances. Man, you should be expecting it. That's who he is. And that's what Peter's pointing out. But he goes further, doesn't he? He says, and you shouldn't be looking at us that way either. You know better than that. You know, on a regular basis, I'll have someone say something to me along the lines of, I know that I can pray, Pastor. But I'd really appreciate it if you would pray for me because I know that you really know God. What is that? That's the same error. It's the same thing as if I've got a red telephone on my desk and I go in there every so often and pick it up. Yeah, God, yeah, this is Robert. We've got a problem over here. I pray just like you do. I don't have any special connection to him. Our relationship, all of us, come to God on the basis of what Jesus Christ did upon the cross. We're all wicked at our core. See, that's another lie that's often people think, you know, well, you know, the idea that people are basically good. No, we're not. We're basically selfish is what we are. We're basically imperfect. That's all sin means. You know, sin means missing the mark. To be a sinner is to be one who misses the mark. What's the mark? Perfection. Therefore, unless you're perfect, you're a sinner. Anybody perfect? None of us is perfect. We're all broken. Every single one of us. That's why Peter says to these guys, he says, listen, in your ignorance, I understand you didn't understand what you were doing. Your rulers didn't understand what they were doing. Jesus acknowledged it. Luke tells us that in chapter 23, that Jesus, you know, on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't understand what they're doing. You did it in ignorance. I understand you denied the Christ who was sent to save you. You rejected him. You chose a murderer instead. But listen, and there had to be that, you know, the little demon that sits on your shoulder whispering at you every now and then. How can you say that to him? Remember? Remember that thing? Or you denied. You denied him. How can you possibly preach a sermon confronting them? Guys, listen to me. It's easy for a preacher who knows his own guilt to preach truth with compassion. Do you understand that? There's almost nothing that I could stand up here and confront from the podium, from the stage that I've not been guilty of. Paul says clearly, you know, he's like, be careful when you judge someone. 
And the idea there is not confrontation, but condemning. The idea of judging a brother is writing him off and condemning him, setting him aside. It's, it, the, the idea is not confronting. Man, we're called to confront one another in love and humility. But he says, be careful when you judge because you've got to realize you're guilty of it, all of it yourself. You're condemning yourself. If I condemn you for your particular brand of imperfection, I'm just condemning myself because I'm equally guilty. Peter understands his own guilt. He tells him twice, you denied the Holy One. You denied the Messiah, knowing that he was just as guilty of the same thing. That's not the issue. He wanted them to understand that forgiveness was available, that redemption was possible. He says, you denied him. You did it in ignorance, yes, but you denied him. You rejected him. And now you need to repent so that you can be restored. You need to be converted. I love the way he words it. You know, have you noticed as we read through this section, we've seen Peter preach a couple of sermons, and the one thing he always focuses on is a resurrection. God raised him. You killed him. You killed the author of life. It is literally what he says to him. Colossians chapter 1 goes into detail, telling us that Jesus Christ was involved in the very creation of the cosmos. Paul says that in him all things consist. In other words, the only reason that even our own bodies and and the rest of the planets and the universe don't just disintegrate and fly apart is that he's holding it all together. Jesus himself is our creator and the sustainer of all that is. Peter tells us one day he's going to let go. 2 Peter chapter 3. The earth, everything that is now is going to be dissolved. It's going to be uncreated. Now that's at the end of everything, you understand. But one day he's going to let go. And everything's going to be recreated and perfected. That's the restoration of all things that Peter refers to. But for now, for now, what he's saying to them, he says, you know, you didn't understand what you were doing, but you actually killed the originator of life. How ironic is that? He was sent to save you. He was sent to bless you, and you killed him. And you need to repent so that you can be restored. He wants you to be perfected. He wants you to be restored to that perfect, unflawed aliveness that Adam and Eve enjoyed before they fell, before they sinned. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing, and we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some information about the Main Thing Radio podcast.
Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.